Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Building Your Business right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is William Leserman. Ah, he has come to my rescue. I have such a problem with iTunes and trying to get my... um, my iTunes platform reignited. They speak a different language. I find them extremely frustrating, but yet they are the number one leader in podcasting. And he came to my rescue. So he's my knight in shining armor. He uh, guides people on podcasting. He loves podcasting. He's been doing it over for 10 years. He's fallen in love with the, the people that it creates in the industry. He's the current host of A Hint of Friction. Um, he loves storytelling, uh, strange antidotes, uh, good friction. And he currently lives in Colorado with his wife and his son. If he's not podcasting, you find him at the movie theater or hiking in the Rockies or playing video games. But he's terribly interacting with podcasts and helping people find their needs with that and how to use it in business that's the big thing a lot of people don't realize the benefits of podcasting your business and how to have a podcast to to express your business it becomes a signature of you and your storytelling there are so many other people doing your job out there people so you know you how you competing we don't want you to compete we want you just to be you and podcasting is a way of actually being able to express that where people can connect with you or not so there's a lot we're going to be learning here today please do sit back be comfortable and here we go hello william hi sarah it's a pleasure to be here thank you for having me on your show Oh, pleasure. And thank you so much for rescuing me because, you know, I wasn't getting iTunes back anytime soon the way I was going. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's nuance to, to talking to tech people. And so uh, yeah. I've, I've learned that over the years, which is, is, a, is a very a niche skill, I would say. So. Yes. Let's just hit on that for a moment because everybody, you know, especially during COVID has opened up a podcast and mm-hmm. everybody thinks it's just doing it Facebook Live or doing this or doing that. And they don't realize that there is so much if you're looking at it, doing it seriously, which I have been doing now for eight years and seven, over seven years with my own network, mm-hmm. it's, this is a career for me. This is, you know, my passion, my job, my conviction. Yeah. Uh, and I'm committed to it. And a lot of people have come out with podcasts just to kind of as a promotion or just a blurb or whatever. And they don't realize that there are some technical issues behind <laughs> that go beyond just pressing the button, doing it and saying goodbye. So, you know, you need to be a little tech savvy, if not have somebody in your corner that is, right? For sure, yes. And that's kind of, um, that's the big thing these days. With everybody starting a podcast, you really need to either just double down and, and do the research and figure out what, what goes into actually building a really good podcast. Or you have to have somebody in your corner, whether that be a production studio or, or just having an editor or somebody who knows the industry is is also important to really, you know, kind of match what these I want to say professional podcasters are doing you and other people in the world that are, that have been doing this for so long. You kind of need, you need that base knowledge that it, it used to be when I started podcasting in 09, it was that it was literally you press play and then you sent it to the world and maybe you made a Twitter post and then you were done. Yes. <laughs> um, now it's, it's not so much. A lot of things focus on, you know, 
good marketing? What does good sound sound like? You need to have, you know, what's, what stories are you telling that are intriguing your audience? There's so many things that go, in, go into a podcast these days that you really have to kind of know what you're talking about. And it's taken me a long time to get there as well. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's been a growing, it's been a growing journey for myself. Right. Well, we've kind of laid the path for other people to follow. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and I've had many hosts on uh, with me as well. Other people hosting their own shows on my network here. And some have stayed and really been diligent and realized the value of the platform mm-hmm. to express the work they do would really go in depth to have, have guests on, you know, answer questions. And then others, it's like, uh, oh, this is such hard work. All they do is the interview. They send everything to me. I do everything else, but they still find it hard, you know? So the thing is, it's not for everyone. Everybody thinks they can do it, but it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the important things you've got to remember is um, self-respect, how you put yourself out, yep. but also the respect of the person that you're interviewing. And uh, that isn't always an automatic skill with people, is it? No, not at all. I think a lot of people set up a microphone in front of them and think that they can have this whole interview and they, you know, it could be Dan Rathers and know exactly what's going on and know how to, it's, it's almost a push and pull because one of the things I, I, I do really focus on is how to tell a good story. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that people don't understand is how to get a story out of a person. Yeah. And I think that's so critical being able to ask the right questions, being able to set them up to be able to tell the story that they need to tell to make themselves interesting. You can't just sit down and just go, Hey, what do you do? That doesn't help anybody. That doesn't, that doesn't give an interaction. You have to say, you have to start them off. What was your journey like? Where did you start? How did you, how did you get involved in all of this? That's there, there are uber critical things that people, you know, miss. And I, I, I don't want that to sound scary. Like I shouldn't be able to start an interview show. You absolutely should. I think everyone should start a podcast. It's a very unique and interesting experience being able to talk to people from all over the world, but you have to know what you're doing and you have to be able to do it effectively. And like I said, tell the right stories or help tell the right stories to really be able to, um, to give people the platform that they need. And the more interesting stories you're going to tell, the more people are going to want to listen. Um, you have a good story, you can tell good stories, people are really going to want to connect with you on that. That is so very important. You know, podcasting has really stepped into the forefront during, um, Mm -hmm. you know, COVID because, you know, now um, all, you know, the late late night talk show hosts and and other, everything that's uh, reality-based, they've had to go through Zoom uh, to do what they're doing. And what we're seeing, instead of the two or three minute in the studio, big question, very, you know, poignant and they're only allowed to say this um i'm not sure we're going to be able to go back to that because you know now with with the way they've been interviewing people are in their homes they're more relaxed the conversation has gone deeper and that is the gift of podcasting you know my shows are an hour plus and you know the first half hour is the unraveling and that second half hour is when the true beauty and the cream come out and because a person feels relaxed in the conversation and mm-hmm. it is a conversation that you're having and you want to present a safe place for people in order to actually be able to speak uh, yeah. feeling comfortable and feeling they can reveal something safely mm-hmm. and so i think what we're seeing right now is this way of podcasting and um and being able to go deeper is is just on the climb and probably going to take over many many type of uh, other programs out there in the future 
Oh, I completely agree. And talking about late night talk show hosts, you get 30 minutes and maybe that's split into three guests. Yeah. You don't get that time. You don't get that time to be able to sit and really have these, yes. these interactions. And on top of that, we are directly in somebody's ear. We're directly in somebody's face. Um, I have the ability to literally take my phone and go to on a walk and have, you know, the McElroy's or Kevin Smith or whoever I listen to be able to sit with me and just be, it's, it's almost an interaction between one. It's a one-on-one -on -one when you, you get sometimes yes. and you can't do that in a lot of mediums, which is why podcasting is so unique because I can sit down and have a whole, uh, listen to a whole conversation about something I've never heard before or hear perspectives that I would never expect before. You know, there, there's so many podcasts out there that do such unique and interesting things that, you you can't get that in a 30 minute like tell us about your movie you know you yeah. don't get into the the nitty-gritty of what's really what people really want to hear and what 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 stories they want they want to know about and they want to yeah. connect with i mean i think everybody is looking in this fake news world what is the truth hmm? and if the truth is going to be different to each person and the more that you have a conversation and unraveling that truth you know the more you connect you connect to that person. You know, people say to me, do you interview celebrities? And I say, everybody's a celebrity that comes on. I celebrate who they are and the journey that they've made and what they're sharing with us. These are golden nuggets of information that we can apply to our own lives or just be inspired by. But even if, you, if I do interview celebrities, which I have, it's they want to be the ordinary people just doing extraordinary things. And I think that you know, one of the things we have to be careful of is the pedestal thing. In, in, oh, I've got so-and-so, they're so famous, and, and uh, changing the way you would normally do podcasting? No, they would love to be just treated as an ordinary human being that you're sharing their story. Mm -hmm. And I think people kind of forget that because they get, you know, oh, look who it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times I've, I've worked with clients that have, um, you know, them like, oh my God, I got this really big person for an interview. And it's amazing. Like, it's such yes. a good experience to be able yes. to make that connection and talk to this person. But traditionally, those, those interviews rarely ever like pull away and give you thousands more downloads. It's, it's normally the ones that like, the people that are doing things day to day mm -hmm. that are like have that, that different story, that one that you may not have heard that I always feel like do so much better. And it's, it's just perspective, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's all about being able to tell I'm going to talk about stories a lot because that's what I love, yep. but it's, it's just about telling a different story, something that maybe people haven't heard before. You know, we all know who Tom Holland is. We all know who, uh, you know, uh, Scarlett Johansson is, but we don't also know those, those smaller people who, who are doing things on a day-to-day -day basis that may be completely different from your experience. Like you talked about. Yeah. Or even if you do have those people, you know, the reality of who they really are and not the public persona, mm -hmm. because I find in podcasting, that's where they can really show who they are. Yeah. There isn't kind of the big studio camera on them. There isn't just two, three minutes just to say the right thing and off they go. You know, it is a platform for really where you can hear them yeah, and really see them for who they really are because this is the platform they can really go in depth with, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And you can see so many celebrities have podcasts. Yes. Like yes. They get that weekly chance or monthly chance, depending on how they do it, to, to be able to sit down and just have that moment of like authenticity, which like you said, you don't, you don't always get with yeah. big studios time and you don't, you don't always get that. And, and I, I support anyone to start a podcast. You all have a voice. You all have something interesting about you that probably something you just want, you want to talk about. And I thoroughly suggest at least trying it. I mean, even sit, just sitting down and sitting in front of a mic is so helpful. 
Yeah. It's, it's therapy to me in a lot of ways. Oh, I'm about to say that. I mean, all the shows that I've listened to has been, you know, most wonderful therapy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things that you learn. Oh, yeah. You know, I've just done a show on minerals and, and copper in our body and the effect that it has. I didn't know this, you know. And mm-hmm. the thing is, it's also how it comes about. I and mean, this particular story, his girlfriend had a, a copper UID and she switched off from him. She switched. She went into a depression. They broke up. He decided, well, what's causing this and went on a journey to discover minerals. And now he's the leading person on minerals and copper and, and et cetera um, in the world. Wow. And they found their way back to each other. That's so each, cool. Each taking a separate journey. And you look at that and it's like people's redirect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you go, why? Why did this happen? Well, it's because you're meant to be here. And this is where we're putting you. And if it's right, you'll come back and your paths will cross again later. Mm-hmm. But each yep. one of you have got to know your journey. And it's that wonderful journey that they take that's so inspiring. Oh, and yeah. Where it led them, what they're doing now and who it serves. Mm-hmm. And it's just so illuminating, isn't it? Yes, yes. Stories help people. Like mm-hmm. being able to tell the right story can change people's lives. Um, I can I, I can tell you from my personal experience, I have so many, so many stories I look back on or, or movies or television or books that I've read that I go, oh, this affected me in this way. I can yeah. see that in my life and I can see how this has changed me. And like, you never know how your story is going to affect somebody else. Um, that's why I, I was actually talking to my wife recently about this, talking about the idea of putting content out in the world. At a certain point, it's not my content anymore. Mm-hmm. I, wrote the, I wrote the episode. I built the stories. I tell the stories. And then it's yours. Whatever, yes. you, get, whatever you do with it, yes. however it affects you in the world, becomes a part of you and it, it, it changes you. Storytelling is such a beautiful, wonderful experience because we get to – not only affect ourselves because we're invoking change in ourselves, but we're showing other people how to change in different ways as well. And that's so important in this world to be able to change and grow and become different people. And stories do that. Stories help you grow. In fact, a lot of, a lot of stories are built that way. They're, they're built to, to invoke change, not only from a character perspective, but from an internal perspective to show you how to change. We all look for strength and courage. Mm-hmm the strength to carry on, the courage to, to be able to go through what you're going through, the meaning of it, the why of it, yes. right? And the people that I've interviewed who have been through some of the most horrific things that a human being has gone through, who should never go through. Yeah. And yet having gone through the process and who they are today and whom they're serving, they said if they had to go through it all again to become who they are today, doing mm-hmm. what they're doing, they would do it. Yeah. And it's, it's that inspiration of looking at someone and God, they, they experienced that. I don't know if I could carry on. Yeah. I don't know oh, how yeah. I'd react to that, but look what they're doing today. It's an invitation to mm-hmm. us to look at, well, what lies within us that we can rise up, that we can step up, that we can face our own challenges. Yeah. Right. Because it, it, I do believe that inspiration is invitation. It's mm, very good. I do. I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. So podcasting, you've been doing it for 10 years and yeah. the storytelling is, is really where you're at. But what, do you have a particular kind of niche? You know, are there particular kind of stories that you, you like doing or particular kind of people that you like to interview? So um, if I can talk about my show a little bit, I hit yes, the fiction. Um, 
the the essence of the show is we bring three stories to the table. Uh, two are true and one is false. Ah, and so like that's that, actually like that show that used to be, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, fact or fiction, beyond mystery. Yes. I, I don't don't tell Jonathan Frakes this, but that's where I got my got the idea from. But <laughs> don't tell him. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, that that was actually my my introduction kind of into the world of like what storytelling really is. So at the beginning of my of my process of building the show, I went. I need to be able to find a way to make my facts sound fake and my fake stories to sound real. And I was mm-hmm. like, how do I do that? Like, and so as the show kind of was built and we were starting to kind of talk about it, we really, we really like dug deep into like, what is, what, what do other people do? How do people write nonfiction movies? How do people write mm-hmm. nonfiction stories? Um, how do people write um, rec- um, a fiction that's, that's based on a, a true event? And so a lot of it, it was kind of like that moment in the movie where, you know, you have this realization and you see everything so clearly. And I'm like, it's all storytelling. Yeah. And that was, for me, was the biggest thing. And so I actually stopped. We actually took about a six-month hiatus on, on creating the show. And I went deep, 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 deep into, into what makes a good story. What, what do people do? How, do? how would people like Dante Alighieri and Jane Austen have been able to connect mm-hmm. to us and so I, I read a lot and I, I read into arcs and archetypes and how people use all of these elements. And now we're, now we're, now we're here and uh, the show is going amazing. And so I, I've been able to take these stories and go, okay, well, this is, this is a, a crazy story about uh, you know, William the Kid where he's, he is essentially the, the breakdown of every modern um, treasure, uh, treasure hunting story. That's where that comes from. And I'm able to take that and go, okay, I know the elements of this story because I've seen it before. How do I incorporate those elements into the story that I need to tell? So to answer your question, a lot of the stories that I like to tell are, are just crazy out of the world, things that people just would never know or maybe don't know. That's always been my goal is to tell the, tell the interesting stories, tell the stories that people don't know. Um, I literally have a list of Wikipedia pages on my computer right now that just go, oh, this was interesting or this was interesting. And then I learned how to, how to make those stories into to something interesting that people would want to listen to. So mm. we always learn from, from even mistruths, don't we? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm huge metaphysical person and, and, uh, you know, I love my brother's an author and, uh, for a while he stuck to youth, um, genre writing mm-hmm. and it would always be around a love story and it would be around revealing, um, you know, the bad people, the good people, um, you know, um, not faxing. Uh, he'd actually did do a story that way back of actually faxing anime, uh, um, um, armies <laughs> this is before the internet came over. Uh, but you know, it's, it's always intriguing. And you put the book down and you've taken a wonderful journey with it. And then you sit back and go, how much of this could be true? Mm-hmm. And I love that. You know, you hear something totally bizarre. I do shows where we talk about out-of-body experiences, um, you know, galactic speak or uh, uh, people channeling other entities. And for some people, that's so far out. Mm -hmm. And for me, nothing is off the board as long as it's done respect and kindly because who are we to say where the story ends or when it's enough? Mm -hmm. You know, it's people are experiencing things uh, because it was their redirect, it was their gift. And whether we're ready to hear it or not, that's up to us. But mm-hmm. that doesn't make the story any less true. And I love things that leave me with a question, is it true or is it not? Yeah. You know, because 
can I relate to this? You know what, that, that may have been fiction, but I don't know, feels like a reality to me. One of my favorite lines comes from the first Thor movie, uh, in which uh, Natalie Portman's character says, science is just magic we don't understand, or magic is just science we don't understand yet. Mm. And I've always loved that line because it's so, it's so true that, you know, a hundred years ago, we would have talked about neutrinos and atoms and the cosmos and people have been like, that's witchcraft. Yes. Now, now we have the understanding of it. We have the basis for it. So those things that we talk about, out-of-body experiences or, you know, talk galactic speak, kind of those things you reference, those are just things that we don't really understand yet. And they may be bunk. I'm a, I'm a paranormal lover. I love ghost stories yeah. and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, psychic events and things like that. I really enjoy those, those stories because they connect to me and there is science behind it. We just don't, we don't know the truth yet. We don't know what there is yet. And once I have the truth, then I know it. But until then, it's, it's kind of that mystery that you get to solve in the world. Yes. And I, I just, you know, love things that leave that kind of what is possible. Mm-hmm. Because I think if, we, if we're in the mindset of what is possible, you know, we realize everything and anything is possible. Did you see the movie Doctor Strange? I did, yes. Now, one of my favorite scenes is when she knocks him out of his body and says, what do you think you are? Just matter? right yeah and and his whole spiritual energy then can go anywhere and do anything and that's something i so relate to (laughs) because i'm more of that spiritual energy than i am the physical and it was just one of those poignant moments oh she explained it beautifully Mm -hmm. you know that we are all energy and and as you know we look at the limitation of what the mind and the body can do but when we step into the energy and we realize it is unlimited Mm -hmm. And therefore, anything is possible. And that whole wonderment and intrigue allows us to go down in a broader spectrum of what is possible. Yep. I love it. I, uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is one of those movies, and Doctor Strange is one of those characters that mm-hmm. he, um, because he has this, this connection to the, the ethereal and the, the alternate planes and the hellscapes, that he has, you know, he has to be this very grounded person that you have to make a grounded character to have this, this wonderful world. But he opens up that, that option of like, what is out there? You know, yeah. is there, is there the, the, the spirit of vengeance who rides a, a ghost motorcycle, you know, like yes. what, what really is out? We don't know. And that's, and that's the, the amazing part of the world is there are so many, there are so many interesting things out there that we don't, we don't really know about. And we're every day. I think we're just trying to, to get, find that truth. And I think that's whether we are fiction writers or nonfiction mm. or whatever medium you prefer. I think we're all looking for that truth. And that's really what the human condition is about. Right. Yeah. Intrigue. Yeah. I think if we don't have intrigue, if we're not exploratory, if we don't have a sense of adventure and a sense of wonderment, we're not, we're not going to learn. We're not going to be inspired. We're not going to be invited. Mm -hmm. You know, we as an audience have to also step up and be a part of it. And a good podcast will make you feel you're there. Yes, exactly. Um, um, Mark Twain always said that the, uh, Oh, I wish I wish I had this one on off the top of my head. But he talks about the idea of staying in one place is the death of of humanity, and I, I completely agree with that. The more we explore, the more we can, the more we see, the more we do, the more we travel. You get to you get to learn new things. You get to learn new cultures. Yeah. You get to learn have new experiences that you wouldn't have before that change your perspective. Um, I I always consider like I am not the same person I was three days ago. I am right. a new person. That's who I am now, and that's because of the experiences I have and the the connections I make and the the things I watch and the people I I talk to and their stories. Yeah, like we talked about before, podcasts give you an insight in other people, and I think 
like I said, it doesn't just affect them, but it affects you. It changes you in a way because you've learned a new perspective on something. Lots of little light bulbs going off, right? Right. Sometimes like a disco. <laughs> I'm aging myself. <laughs> you know, we talk about podcasting and business and we're seeing it more and more and more. You know, people who have programs, who have this. I have a whole mentorship program here on self-discovery media and selfdiscoverycommunity.org. And that mentorship program is we do the why show. And mm-hmm. their why show is their story into what they're doing. And their mentorship show is what they're doing and how it can serve you. Yeah. And this is the thing about podcasting is that there's so many people out there doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. How do you stand out? And where it is, is it's your signature you're putting out. It's exactly. your energy you're putting out. So if you do a podcast where you're speaking to the work you do and, and people and you're inviting, then people are going to be drawn to you. If you're interviewing other people and they can see how you work, how you interact, the content, then people are going to be drawn to you beyond listening to, I think this person can help me. Mm-hmm. And so that's why podcasting is so important in business, isn't it? Because it's the, the old advertising you know, flash. God, you remember that? Ugh, I hated it. <laughs> I, it we, we don't want that. We want something personal. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, we, before you buy anybody's business, you know, get into business with them, you want to buy them. Yes. And do, do they feel really personal, in, interactive from the core of who they are and their commitment? Or is it all about rah, 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 ego and money? So it's that gateway that's yep. going to open up the gate to you. And that's uh, that's such a big piece of marketing these days. Mm. We don't market to buy Coca Cola. That's not a thing anymore. That was that was the way it was in the 1900s. That's not how we do marketing now. All the all the emails you ever get, the the commercials you see, are about how can we help you. This is mm. our story. What what are we doing to make your life better? And um, as a business consultant, as, a, as somebody who does podcasting, I think that's ultra important is it's not about the product you're selling. It's about yeah. selling yourself. Yes. And if you have a good story and you have the ability to show why you're doing this thing you're doing, I do podcasts and I, I help people podcast because I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the stories to be able to tell. I want you to be able to create the content that you want to make. Yes. And um, being able to help people in a very fundamental level, tell stories is oh so important to me. That is my goal in life. That's like if I had to, my human condition is to help people tell the stories that they want to tell. And to realize that everybody has a story. I've mm-hmm. had so many virgin podcasters on. I've never done one before. And, you know, and then we get into the conversation and they realize they love it and they end up going and doing one on their own um, you know, and branching out everywhere because mm-hmm. they just suddenly got hooked. Yeah. Um, because it's, you know, so I do a show every week that's just me. Mm And my perspective this week, it's mask or not to mask. (laughs) 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 Because sometimes things just, I've got to do a show on this. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And so that's just my perspective. And it's literally press the button and speak and see what Mm -hmm. comes out. But all the other shows, of course, I'm interviewing the person. But it's not about just sitting back asking a question. I'm going to send you a list of questions. You're going to answer this. No, that's not conversational. Mm -mm. You know, it's about sharing my part and their part and showing those experiences and how we overcame and what we did and what was the solution and how we can apply it to our life and why is it so meaningful? And that's what you want to leave people with. At the end of the day, when they come off that podcast, you want to know that they have got a lot of ingredients on their plate. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a lot of that is a solution of what they can do about whatever the topic problem is. 
Exactly. And I love that idea of a solution. That is really like your podcast should be a solution to something. And it doesn't have to like, if you want to talk about the newest video game craze, that's totally fine. That's a solution to a problem. You are reviewing something to help somebody improve something. If you're a tech business or you have like a, a manufacturing business, your, your podcast should be a solution to a problem in your industry. I need to know how this technology works so that I can improve my yeah. business better. That is your goal. That is your goal. And every week you should strive towards that specific goal. How do I, how do I improve people's lives so that they want to use my, my software, you know, yeah. and don't get me, and don't get me wrong. Uh, podcasting is a business. We are, you know, there's a lot of yes. people who are selling things in a podcast and that's fine, but you always have to understand that your content really needs to, to be structured in a way that you are helping people first and foremost. I can't tell you how many podcasts I've listened to where people are like, Oh, I, I did this and I did this and I, that doesn't, that's not helpful. That's not interesting. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. get perspective. You really have to sit down and, 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 and structure it in a way that you are helping people regardless of they buy your product or not. And, you know, I, I have, I think 18 genres myself of the shows that I do mm-hmm. and all different topics. And I have other past hosts who have had their own topic, but you are still being you. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had, oh, you know, you, you like Oprah. No, Oprah's like Oprah. I'm like Sarah. What you're going to get here is Sarah. Yeah, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm somebody's strong cup of coffee. And the people I'm going to bring on are going to be vibrationally within my, within my sphere. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not going to have the people on that are all about the hate and the this and that. Just not my vibration, not my channel's vibration. We're going to talk about a problem out there. And we may talk in depth about what the problem is, but we're always going to leave you with a solution. Mm -hmm. And it's always going to be conducted the way I do it because this is my style. Don't try and emulate someone else. Don't try and be someone else because you're going to lose you. And that's going to show because you'll lose Mm -hmm. control of your show. Yep. Uh, So many, so many shows kind of go off the wayside because Mm -hmm. people are like, this isn't what I want. And they just didn't take the time to really figure out what they wanted. How they, I have done so many failed shows where it Mm -hmm. it just turned into something that I wasn't enjoying anymore. It was something that I hadn't originally built uh, or I was, I was trying to structure it off of maybe another method or another podcast that I'd listened to and it just wasn't mine. And so luckily, and I've been so fortunate to be able to have the time and have the energy to be able to, create something I really want to create. And it's taken a long time. It's taken me a long time. Actually. Yes. I have been podcasting for 10 years and a lot of those, a lot of those 10 years was failing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a, it's actually, I, I thoroughly suggest fail, fail as much mm-hmm. as you, often as you can. Amen. Yeah. Because um, my failures have led me to the place where not only did I was able to make the show that I wanted to make and I was able to create the stories that I wanted to tell, but I was able to help people along the way. I, those failures became experience and that yes. experience became um, a, a path that I can help people down as well to, to get where I am and farther. You know, I, I kind of don't look at it as a failure. I look at it as learning experience and I feel failure is the giving up. Mm-hmm. It That's didn't work, point. give up, you know, but it's like, I mean, the, my first show, I was with another network for 13 months and it was live. I always call it the soap opera training because you're just thrown into the deep end, <laughs> you know, in the middle of a conversation with someone and somebody drops, you know, and yeah. you've got to get back on and, or somebody doesn't turn up because it's live. You know, there's always problems. My very first show I did, I pressed all the wrong buttons and it was like a Monty Python skit. When I finally got on, there's a loud plane going over and dogs barking. And she said, do you want to carry on? I said, it can't get any worse. Well, in live shows it can. Yes. <laughs> you know? Very much but, so. But it's like, 
okay, you know, this, this was that experience. The next experience, it will be different and it will be different. And I look at my own site to where it used to be and where it is now. And I recently had hired someone to completely update me and make me more modern. And it ended up that it didn't work because he hadn't dealt with people with 2,500 shows. So it just, it couldn't deliver what I needed. Yeah. And so I'm still the same old template, right? But yeah. the content is, is always new. It's mm-hmm. always been updated the best it can be. And the thing is, is you've got to be just as integrative in your show's platform, which mm-hmm. I believe should be a website, as you are actually in doing your shows. Right? Oh, for sure. Yes. Yep. You, need a, you need a place that people can come and, and yes. see. And that doesn't always have to be, you know, a brand new website. It could be your Twitter platform. Right. If you, you just have to have somewhere that people can connect with you. And that's, that's so important in this model. Like we talked about, you're not marketing to everyone. You're marketing to one person. Yes. And if you can, if you can bring that person to your Twitter and have that conversation, that's, that's an audience member for life. Yeah. I, I, I thoroughly feel like the more you can talk to your audience in an authentic way and have those authentic conversations with people, you're, you're changing people. You're, you're giving them perspective. You're giving them experience and experience and you're changing people for the better. You're, you're giving those, those moments that, they'll remember forever that you may not even acknowledge. I can't tell you how many stories I've heard of people who go into conventions or having conversations with somebody in, in costume that they liked. And then them like that person remembering that moment for the rest of life, even if it was a throwaway for the right. celebrity. Yes. It, it's those, those moments become integral to us. Yeah. And, you know, as far as the social media is concerned, it's, you know, I've had people, you know, cause I create a blog for them. So Mm -hmm. as a true colors coach, it's the four key personalities. I want to address all four of those personalities in a show. So Mm -hmm. it's audio, it's video, it's written, and it's graphic to to draw, you know, draw people in on the level that they're going to receive. And some people will send me their social media links and they're like a mile long. And it's like, no, you you can't maintain that. Mm -hmm. Concentrate. My concentration is LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter is just my platform for putting up there. I don't find it as interactive mm-hmm. and I won't do anything on Instagram because that means being on my phone and I'm on the computer seven hours a day. I'm not going to go and do work on my phone. <laughs> so look at the, the platforms that are going to attract the people that you have an alignment with that your audience is going to want to hear. And you've got to be willing every single day to spend X amount of time on each one of those platforms being integrated, Mm -hmm. you know, connecting with people, having a conversation, you know, very often I'll see a topic come up and I I have a show for that. You know, I did a show on that. This may help you have a listen. Yeah. And uh, that's the point. It's not going to happen. It's not just posting and everything goes blah, 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 blah. No, people want to be, um, they want to engage with you. Mm-hmm. So it, choose your social medias where you're going to do the engagement and yes. use the other platforms just to draw people back to where you are doing the engagement. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what uh, end of my every show. Come check us out on Twitter. Yep. Uh, we have a Facebook group and that's where I do my most engagement. I can tell you so many good shows and show me shows do this really well, but they do like live live streams. Yep. Where they just sit and it's not a show. They're not, they're not trying to sell you anything. They're just sitting there talking or maybe they have a topic that they want to talk about. Um, it's something that I, I plan to do when I have more time and uh, not a three-year-old running around. But right, uh, yeah. Yeah. Once, once I can do that, I, I want to because I want to engage. I want, I want to give you that time. I want to just be able to sit and chat with you and hear about your day because mm-hmm. that's at the end of the day, I may, I may provide a service, but at the end of the day, I want to I provide an ex- you know, I want to help you. I want to be there for you. 
yeah and and you know that very much is is goes to the character of the person mm-hmm. um and the hardest thing in podcasting is making an income out of it yes right and um it was only recently I started charging people for, for the interview mm-hmm. um, because each production for me is four hours. Yeah. So, yeah, and people forget about that because mm-hmm. they do it on Facebook Live and they put it up and they forget, you know, as a professional and what you're offering, you are offering a package and mm-hmm. that package takes time to, to do. Through COVID, because my government has been supporting of me, I haven't charged anybody. But, you know, people still want you to just do advertising and do this. I won't do advertising. I'll do sponsorship at the beginning mm-hmm. and at the end. I'm not going to have anything in the middle. People are in a flow. Mm-hmm. I don't want to interrupt that conversation. Um, and so you've got to choose what it is that you want to do and how you do it. But I think we're still in podcasting. There is still that the amateur podcasting and the professional podcasting and still that gray area of how do you charge whom do you charge and you know, and where do you do it so how have you found that that gray area there's uh, and i i think the that transitional period is is so hard for people mm-hmm. because you start as an amateur and you don't know anything you don't know where to go but then you know people who are doing it like the one percent spend a lot of money doing what they're doing and they don't, yeah. you know, and, and then you also don't want to spin your wheels. Like, do right. I want, do I want to hire an editor or do I want to do that on, your, on my own? Or do I want to do marketing on my own? Or, you know, and there, there's, there's such a balance to that. Um, the best thing I, I can tell you as a podcaster and somebody who's kind of moving in that direction, I, I like to think of myself still in that gray zone just a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, engage. Yeah. Make sure that your audience knows who you are. And because you're not, your listens really don't mean anything. That's, that's an analytic that tells you how, how well you're doing. It doesn't tell you how successful you are. Right. But if you know, if you know your audience and you can go and like talk to people and you know, Hey, this is X, Y, Z, or, you know, having that connection, you know, that they're going to want to come back each and every time. Also tell a really good story. The better stories you tell, the better, uh, the better people are going to want to come back for that, for that, for that, uh, story each and every time. And uh, all that growth and like, all the success that you see in other shows will come with that. Um, set set your building blocks. I always talk, and every every time I bring up a new client, we we set three building blocks. It's good content, good sound, good marketing, right. and that's all. That's all really all you need. So good content means a lot of things, though. It means knowing your show, knowing your niche. Where's your audience? How mm-hmm. how are they communicating with each other? Are they on Twitter, Facebook? Do they mostly go to websites? Um. Are they going to promote the show you're doing with them? Exactly. Yes. Right? Are, are they if they're be not in- going to be a part of it, then, you know, why are you doing it? Oh, yeah. Audience, that audience is going to be your biggest growth factor. Yes. You, you could be on every website ever and you could be paying somebody to, to increase your growth and you could do all that stuff. But if people aren't listening, people aren't listening and they're not going to support you. So even if you got an advertiser or advertisements, um, it's really not going to matter because you, nobody's going to buy your stuff because they don't know you. They're, they're not buying you. They're buying you at a certain point point. Yeah. and they're not buying you. They're, they're, you know, they're not listening. So that's right. super important. You know, people will say to me, how many people listen to your show? And my answer is always this, all those who are ready to listen. It's a good answer. I can't guarantee how many people are going to listen. I'll only come on your show if there's 5,000 people. And I said, no, that's fine. You don't need to come on my show because mm-hmm. with that kind of attitude, I know we're not going to be in sync. I, you know, I want the people that it's maybe one person listens to the show and it completely shifts their way of thinking or it becomes the answer that they want and it changes their life. If it's only one person, I, obviously we want more. We yeah, want more course. lives change. Yeah. But that one person 
whose life has changed because of it becomes stronger, wiser, and then affects all the people around them. So the yep. ripple effect will ripple out in every way. Yep. If, if you're going to come out of it, you know, how many people am I going to get out of this? How many people are going to uh, take my services? Mm, for me, no. You know, yeah. it, it is about you being willing to expose your soul, your heart, and your spirit in what you are doing um, and that you're freely sharing. Yeah. And whatever comes out of that is, is up to what comes out of that. Mm -hmm. uh, but also people who are willing to then respect the fact that you've done this show with them and do their own sharing with it. And not like, oh, is your show live already? I didn't know. Sorry. And it's like, ooh, that ain't very... I did a whole rule list of, of podcasting ethics <laughs> of do's and don'ts because I think some people need to know them. <laughs> For sure, yes. Yes, I agree. There are, yeah, you get those You get those guests sometimes that are mm -hmm. that they just don't match, match with the theme of your show or the yeah. niche that you're trying to go for. You know, I'm not, I'm not ever going to bring somebody on my show that's pushy about whatever their content is. That's not, right. that's not yeah. good for me. Um, yeah. And that's, that's so important. I, I always talk about the first thing I bring up is what's your niche? What, what are you interested in? How, and how does this affect people? And you know, the good shows because yeah. you want to talk about them. Exactly. I, I reference inspired you. Yeah, exactly. I reference the shows that I watch and I listen that have affected me. Yeah. Um, I listen to the McElroy's. I, uh, there's an amazing podcast that NPR did about three years ago called S town. And it's just the story of this guy who lived in a backwater town in Alabama, but the way it connected to me and the way, the way that, that like they created this content was like, Oh my God, everyone needs to hear this. This is life changing. And that's what your show needs to be. And it yeah. doesn't have to, doesn't have to be on a, on a global scale. If it changes, like you said, if it changes one yeah. person's life, that's, that's change. And that's, that's a positive. And one never knows mm -hmm. where it's going to go. I mean, people say, Oh, a little show from Canada. You know, my biggest audience is the U.S. I'm in Brazil. I'm in Australia. I'm in New Zealand. I'm in India. I'm in various parts of Europe. You know, the beauty of a podcast on the Internet is the fact that it doesn't matter where people are in the world. If they're interested in what you're talking about, they will find you. Mm -hmm. And they will listen. So, you know, take away the blinkers and the boundaries, you know, and the borders. And yep. uh, just you're speaking to anyone anywhere that yes. need to hear that topic. Mm -hmm. Anyone that has an internet connection can, yes. can find you. Yeah. And that's, that's the glory of podcasting um, that we are seeing in the 21st century. Uh, another show that'll be coming up probably in about two years is called uh, Geek Culture is Dead. And it's the idea of like what, what the world is in geek culture in the 21st century. And I think that expands to a lot of different places. Like with the internet, you have the ability to reach an audience that you never thought would reach or right. you, that you couldn't reach before, you know? In the 90s, if you were going to do anything of this sort or even earlier than that, you had to go through a very structured process. You had to go right. through a recording agency or a label. And now, we, like, it's podcasting, and one of the reasons I love it so much is it's put it in your hands. Mm -hmm. Your business has the ability to build something. You as a person have the ability to build something. And it all depends on the time and effort you want to put into it and how much, how much you love the thing you're talking about. Right. You know, and how authentic you are in talking mm -hmm. about it. You know, it's the willingness to learn, the willingness to listen, the willingness to, to, um, to celebrate. Yeah. You know, because really, I think uh, I, I love people like Trevor Noah. Yes. Uh, you know, because it's only with his dose of humor that you can actually watch what's going on in the world. You know, uh, because <laughs> yes. if I watch the news, I'm just left gobsmacked. Um, and you know, sometimes, as I said, on my own show, I, I've got to address something. 
Mm -hmm. I, you know, I've got to speak to something because then the, this is my voice that's coming out. It's not being affected by anybody else's. And we have to be, you know, courteous when we speak about topics. We can't finger point one particular person because it takes everybody yep. to create the mess that we're in. Um, but it, it, it's, it's very liberating to be able to have a voice, whether you're a blogger or a vlogger <laughs> or a podcaster, it's getting that voice out there. And then other people go, I relate. Or mm -hmm. I have that opinion and forming a conversation because what you want to do is incite a conversation mm -hmm. about it. And that, you know, that's the thing about it. But I think the responsibility of podcasting is it's not your rant and rave. Mm -mm. Right. No, it's not, not for all. you to get out there and start bashing anyone or, or, you know, um, antagonism. We've got that in the mainstream media. Yep. We certainly aren't interested that in the podcasting. You know, we want to get real here. We want the real people, the real stories, the real solutions. And we don't want any of this manufactured stuff that we've been getting. Mm -hmm. Authenticity is, is super Huge. important in, in any form of media. I yeah. feel like the best movies out there are the ones that are authentic and tell yeah. the story of the real human condition. And um, as, as podcasters, we can do that at a very personal level. You know, um, I'm, you know, we're not, we're not talking to millions of people who are going to go see the next Avengers movie. We're talking to you. I'm talking yes. to you right now. And yes. we're having this conversation about my life and how it can affect you. Right. Exactly. Ah, well, you came to my rescue. Um, as I said, iTunes, I can't stand them. Um, <laughs> couldn't reactivate my, my iTunes and you gallantly came in on your white horse and rescued me. Um, but you help other people with their podcasting. Is it a, a whole package type thing or on what avenues do you help them? We do here at Laserman Productions, we do kind of everything um, because I've done this for so long. There, there's, so many, there's so many ways that we can help. Um, the, biggest, the biggest thing that we normally do is editing. Editing is, it takes, uh, for my own show, it takes three hours a day just yes. to get my, my show up and, yeah. and running. Um, and that's so hard to, and I, I do suggest if you don't want to go the route of paying somebody for editing, I understand it's very expensive. There's a lot of people who charge a lot of money to do really good work, but it's very expensive. Um, editing is important though. Yes. Make sure you're making good content and you're making content to the point. If it's, if it's all, you know, all over the place, you don't want that. But, um, editing, if I take that off your plate, say you give me your editing, yeah. that allows you to, to do other things like market. Or, yeah. you know, be able to have better conversations with people. If I, you know, on the days that I don't have to worry about marketing, I'm sitting on Facebook just chatting with people or, or doing mm. what I need to do to improve my own show, whether that's, that's content-based or uh, marketing-based. Um, we also do marketing work. We also help you niche down your show. Like, I do consultations to really help people um, who just maybe need a leg up or, or maybe mm. don't understand a specific aspect of podcasting. Um, it's all, like you and I, that's how we connected. Yes. It was like, you're like, I need help with this thing. And I was like, ah, I can help you with that. So um, that's really the goal is to, to help people make the content they want to make. And I think there's a lot of avenues that people need help on. So right now to give the, the big level is, is we focus on editing, we focus on marketing, but um, what you do get with Laserman Productions is the ability, is the experience and the wealth of knowledge of being able to, what makes a good podcast and how do we, how do we make your show the best that it can be? How do we niche it down? How do we find mm. your audience? And how do we just make a really good show? How do you home in? Mm -hmm. And you know, the thing is the editing, you know, 
um, I have to create a video, then the video has to upload, and then you have to create an audio, and my audio goes on three platforms. Uh, and you know, as I said, it's at least a four hour production oh, yeah. with each show. And as I said, people don't realize that. They just see it and they just, you know, think everybody just presses a button and magically it happens. But I mean, one of the things I do on my shows is that if we have just a little glitch, I own it. Because yeah. sometimes in editing, it's too hard to put things back together. And then sometimes you have to slice and dice and, and, uh, and rectify. Um, but, you know, like you get somebody with the internet drop. So, mm -hmm. you know, while they're dropping, have a little conversation. Oh, we dropped, folks. The internet must be retrograde and have a chat. And then when they come back, oh, I've lost you for a moment. Love, can we pick it up and own it? Yeah. Because it is internet. And mm -hmm. this internet is affected by retrograde, which is a different force of energy and it disrupts the internet energy and other glitches are going to happen. So take a deep breath, manage it, cut mm -hmm. out what you can, own what you can. People understand things happen, but yeah. if you're trying to make it all so perfect, you're going to only stress yourself out. Mm -hmm. There's an amazing, um, there's an amazing concept in, in podcasting, which is the one take rule in which you try to get your audio as, as and your video as, as authentic as you can in, in that first take. And that doesn't always happen. There are plenty of times where, you know, my wife and I'll be at recording our newest episode and my, my son will walk in and need something or um, I'll, I'll just make a really big goof and not be able to, to, to recover. Um, it happens plenty of times. And, for, you know, and sometimes those are good. Sometimes those feel authentic and you can keep those in and sometimes you can't. And so uh, it's just that nature of like, what do you keep? That's, that's, that's yeah. what we do. Is, you know, what, what's, what's important? What tells your story correctly? Right. Authentic, authenticity is good. Flubs are not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I had somebody on the other day and his um, daughter came in wanting chicken nuggets. Yes, he went unfinished, right? And then another kid came and I said, oh, have them come over to the camera and say hello. And he goes, nope, she's naked. <laughs> and, you know, the thing is, is go with it. The dog barks or this happens, you know, and it's just go with it. Make yep. light of it. Because if you get angst, you're going to make your, your, um, guest all upset and then yeah. now you've got this horrible disruption and it's broken that wonderful rhythm thread so make like learn to laugh at things mm -hmm. right it's yeah. very important yes and that's what we, we talk about authenticity the the better the better you can kind of flow through those moments the more authentic you're going to feel um there's nothing more jarring than like a conversation stopping halfway through something and then this major cut in the middle yeah. and then it's like starts back up again where it sounds professional but it doesn't sound real no, because you kind of lost the thread. Mm -hmm. It's the same with people who um, overproduce. Yes. Right? And, and they'll overproduce. You, you're seeing a lot of people going into production podcasts. Mm -hmm. And it's staged and it's this and that. And some of them do it quite cleverly and it's really good. And others, like, it's just, it's just so much production that you're kind of missing the content. For sure. And, and you've got uh, to make sure the balance is there. Your production team, whether that be you or a full team, is should know the difference, yeah. and that's why I uh, that's why Blazerman Productions focuses so heavily on storytelling. Yeah, because storytelling really like you tell the right story and you know how to tell the right story, whether that be through audio and sound and good sound and all those pieces. Um, you're you're going to engage your audience better, and um, and so that's that's really important to us as a company is is you know tell the right story. Uh, tell it the right way and you're going to, you're going to get engagement either way. And, you know, and so many people today are listening either mm -hmm. through their phones, you know, on the way to work or jogging in the bath, cooking, 
um, it's become that medium that, you know, that people, I've got this blank of time. I can't do anything so I can listen to a podcast. Yep. You know, I've had people, well, why aren't your podcast 10, 15 minutes? That's all the attention span people have. And I say, I'm not talking to them. Mm-mm. I'm talking to the people that really want to know, and they don't care if we go an hour, hour and a half or two or three hours, they're engaged. Yep. Right? And they'll come back and they'll come back to that episode yeah. two or yeah. three times if they yes. need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to have, before I, I, I had the luxury of building my own company, I was working an hour from home, hour and a half yeah. in California traffic, which yeah. for those you know is awful. Um, yeah. um, Five lanes of congestion. <laughs> I'm yeah. so glad I moved. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, but you just don't, you don't always have, like I had plenty of time to be able to listen to these stories. And um, based on research that people have done over the last couple of years, cars are big or cleaning's big and travel's big. Those are the three big places that you're going to find people listening to your shows. Yes. And I think it's like people spend 30% of their lives in, in cars and that's, that's an exaggeration, but you know, you, you can connect to those people. They, they have time to listen to an hour, hour and a half show because you're going to be doing something else anyway. You know, might as well listen right. to a podcast. And I'm, very often I'll have a show and I say, look folks, gather people around and listen together mm-hmm. and have a conversation, like a book club, have a podcast club. That's amazing. Right? And then listen to the shows together and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Because what we want to do is incite a conversation in you. Yep. We want you to question. We want you to share your experience. We, we want you to articulate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're listening to a podcast together and then along the, the line, I relate to, oh my God, that happened to me. Or, you know, this or that. At the end of it, it is, it's a shared illumination, mm-hmm. which now that carries on even further Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really encourage podcasting uh, groups to, you know, come together and listen together and share that experience, which, you know, obviously with COVID can't always do it in the home, but hell, you can do it on Zoom. <laughs> yep. you, you, there are ways to do it in this, yes. in this modern world. My wife and I used to do that. We, we would share podcasts as we, uh, as we would travel. And so she would listen to an episode and I would listen to an episode. And then we'd come back and be like, well, what'd right. you think about this? Or mm-hmm. how'd you feel about this episode? And so there's that, there's that connection that you, yeah. can, you can create with other people. And the best podcasts do that. The best podcasts not only create connection with the show, but connection with other people. I've had some people on over and over again because there's always so much more to unravel with them Mm -hmm. and so much more that they're doing. And I've had some shows, you know, people always ask me when I'm being interviewed, you know, what show stands out? And there's not any one of them, but Mm -hmm. there are a few of them that do stand out. And that's because what they've gone through was so horrific, but what they're doing today is just so magnificent that you know that that ability that we are so much stronger and so much more courageous and so much more able than we give ourselves credit for and by listening to these people it shows us that we can if we Mm -hmm. choose to have you ever had a show that's kind of stuck out with you that's made an impact to you um uh, there are a lot of things in a lot of different mediums that have s-town was one of those um and S-Town, like I said, is a story about this man who lives, he is a clockmaker and he dies. Um, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't want to get too far into it, but it's, it, yeah. And it, it affects you in the way of like, you connect with these people and yes. you connect with, with who they are. And like, you're like, I can, it's almost like you see yourself in them. Yes. In a way. Reflection. Um, mm-hmm. The the best characters are the characters that you can see yourself in. Yes. And uh, a lot of, you know, I have characters that I connect with. I have stories that I connect with. I have, I have authors and um, 
entrepreneurs I connect with uh, in, a, in a very well. I love, uh, as somebody who grew up in California, I have a very deep connection with Walt Disney. Yes. And Walt's, Walt's story for me is amazing because yes. he did something that nobody had ever done before. And so that- I'm told, that, and said that, that they said that he had no creativity in his body at all, right? <laughs> and, and he made something that, that's transcended him yes. to this point. Yes. Um, yes. Talking about good storytelling, I think some of the best stories I've heard are at amusement park rides at Disneyland or Disney World. They, they do a really good job of being able to tell stories in, in unorthodox ways. And so those people I connect with at a very human level is those people who are, who are telling stories in unique and different ways that, I, that just inspire me to, to build and create something better. I have a guilty pleasure of interviewing musicians. You know, because the thing about people who are in music, they're, they're already hooked, they're already immersed, mm -hmm. they're already in their calling. It's just the impact that their music has and how much they learn from it and who they inspire. And so I've had a few, you know, musicians on where, you know, just really it speaks to the core of you. Yeah. And so I always call them my guilty pleasure because you can't help but be inspired by the music and the story because everybody thinks they're a success story. Nobody knows the back road that they took mm -hmm. to get there, right? And oh, yeah. But, but their music speaks of the journey it speaks mm -hmm. of the the struggle it speaks of the euphoria you know it speaks of everything and that's the reason why we go to music why we go to movies why we go to books why we go to art we're all looking for a story to relate to yep we're looking to connect yes. and that's that's the human condition if we're going to yeah. break down it's it's connecting and what, whether that be to like you said movies tv books people stories writers readers this, that's the, we're looking for connection. And I think it's more important now in the 21st century when we feel so, we feel so distant with, uh, this is amazing that you and I can have this conversation halfway around the world, but also yeah. like it's kind of a lonely existence sometimes when you're just sitting in front of a computer screen and not having that. So connection is more important than ever. And that's, that's our goal is to connect to people. Yeah, I've been extremely busy during mm -hmm. COVID with the amount of shows. I went and took a couple of weeks off and um, just to give myself a break, nowhere near the computer because, you know, it, it can just snowball and engross yeah. you. Um, but I, I mean, I just come across so many people with, oh my God, we have to share that. Or we have to share mm -hmm. that. You have to get that out. I didn't know that. That's got to be told, you know, yes. and it, it, it becomes um, a compulsion of, of, having to share that because people need to know, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's just an inspirational story or a fact or, or something that people need to know about. Um, I can come to a show totally and utterly exhausted because uh, I have a little condition that does that to me. But in during the show, I can just feel my whole entire energy climbing, climbing and climbing. And because of that inspiration, because of it, that connection and that energy that is going back and forth. And it's a little addicting, don't you? Yeah, agree? oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I always, I always get off of either calls or, or, or episodes, or if I'm doing an interview, and I go, I feel reinvigorated. I go, all right, you want to go run a mile? Like, what do you want to do right now? Like, let's go do something because it just, I don't know. There's, there's something almost addicting about kind of having these conversations and and exposing the truth and telling really cool stories. Yeah, and you can't wait to share it. You can't yes. wait to to do that. And, um. And again, it's like somebody will mention something. I've got shows on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've got shows on that. And, you know, they say there's an app for everything. I say I have a show for everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, I mean, for me, you know, I'm, I am 65 and I came to this at, at 57. 
and uh, I didn't even know what podcasting was at the time. And I've had quite a, a roller coaster journey in my life in, in every aspect of it, especially career wise. But my fundamental career is, is basically I'm a spiritual counselor. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I am a seer of possibilities and, and the paths that people can take in order to fulfill those possibilities. They have to walk it. I, yep. I can just show them the map. Mm -hmm. And I found it a very frustrating thing because so many people were choosing to live in the fear and the drama rather than, you know, to invest their energy in the other. Now I have the pleasure of supporting the coaches that are out there doing that work and how they came about, you know, why, it, why they're doing this. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's always either a little nudge, nudge, wink, wink, or a cosmic two by four <laughs> that sets them on that path. And, and some of the cosmic two by four says, how did you even get back up? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's, it's just so, I don't know, transcending, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's uh, that. That's I. You know, you say cosmic two by four, and I, I feel that moment a couple times in my life. I think mm -hmm. there, the, everybody has those moments that set yeah. my own path, and that's amazing that you were able to get into the set fifty-seven. I I felt behind at twenty-five when I finally <laughs> said, "This is what I'm going to do." It's going to take me. It took me five years to get where I'm at, and I feel like I still have a whole road to go. But that's amazing to like to find your uh, ultimate calling it so late it's just i i i love hearing that story it's the rags well, are and and you know the people i interview i've interviewed the youngest is 10 and the oldest is 86 and the 86 year old at 87 started her own tv show you know <laughs> and the beauty of it is an, an awful lot of people that i do interview are 50 plus mm -hmm. and the thing is they're on their their second career in life they're doing what they really want to do what a life experience has pointed them to do and where their passion and their conviction is mm -hmm. and if the young people could get over age and understand the wisdom, mm -hmm. right? Then they would understand that they could have all that wisdom at their fingertips to help them on their own journey. I call my shows the Orchard of Wisdom Library, ready for the clicking. And the people that are sharing it, if you add it up, their lifetime experiences that you're getting in an hour, an hour and a half, and how much this can mean to you, mm -hmm. how much this can inspire you and guide you, it's just priceless. Yes. And you don't, you don't know what's, what's going to change your life. You know, you don't know what episode's going to kind of sit you down and go, Oh, that's, that's what I wanted to do. I never realized that that was the yeah. thing. Uh, and yes. we don't always get feedback, nope. you know, and, and I will get feedback on a show I did a couple of years ago. I just have to tell you that show changed my life completely. And, and, you know, it's wonderful to hear that, but basically once we've put this show out, we don't know who it's affecting. Mm -mm. Uh, and what impact it's having unless people comment back. And in a lot of ways, we have to surrender to that and just forget about it. You know, mm -hmm. we believe in it. We're putting it out with the right energy in it and, uh, and intent. And who it affects, we, it's out of our hands now. Yeah, I thoroughly believe, and this is a, another conversation my wife and I have, <coughs> I have a regular basis, is, uh, what is what does art mean to you? How does art affect you? And is the art that affects you really the, the artist, the owner of, is the artist own it anymore? You know what I mean? Yeah. Do, do I own the content that I put out in the world or is that, that yours now? Is that, is that my audience's now? It's a, it's a very, it's a very interesting feeling sometimes when you've, you've done so much work and you've done this research and then you send it off into the world and then it's gone. It's, it, it almost feels like it's gone. Like you're yeah. sending a child off to college and you go, yes. okay, goodbye. Hello, enjoy your life. And then it comes back to you in, in all these amazing different ways. Yeah. It's, I mean, the reason why I refer to library is that, you know, a library is free 
Uh, it has massive amount of content and whatever you want. And you're going to go in there and get drawn to the book that you want or the audio yep. that you want, that you need. And you know, I look at my podcast lineup with this, with 2,500 of them. Um, you can go to the different genres and you, you know, I've, I've got some mental health issues. I've got some health issues or I just want to be inspired by somebody's story. Mm -hmm. And I've broken it down into genres so people can go into it. And uh, when you have so many, you do need to start compartmentalizing so people are drawn to the different thing. How have you done that with your shows? How, how have you categorized them? Uh, so uh, I... That's a great question. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> because Hint of Fiction is so new, I we're only at about 30 episodes right now. Right. And so it's it's hard to building. say that everything's yeah, we're still building that content library. But I think I think I'm starting to kind of see a pattern of like what I like and what makes sense to go with certain things and stories that really like resonate with each other. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually starting to build we're we're getting to that point where we're getting to like season two, and season two is gonna start having shows that reference other shows or right. or maybe i've found i i think i have like three video game episodes lined up for the next year and a half because i've just found these really cool stories and so right. it, it it kind of breaks down into like you know we have this metaphysical kind of truth or fiction and then we have uh, these are real story these are real stories but they're they're based on like tangible items right um yeah so it's it's, it's something that's uh, it builds with time luckily you 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 have an amazing library of stuff that you can break down but sometimes when you're newer you don't necessarily have the ability to know what your show is for the first right. 100 200 500 episodes yes. and then you look at it and okay right definitely needs to have its own own niche brackets of people who are interested exactly. in that and interested in that can go directly to it so it's not mm -hmm. so overwhelming if people go to my what's new then they're going to go to all 2500 shows that so they're going to be there you know as opposed to yeah and, and the podcast that's why, page that's where it has like, the different genres yeah that's why playlists are so important because yep. you can give people the content that they yes. want to see. Not everybody wants to hear about ghost stories or right. horrible, grisly, unsolved murders, you know, but if you want to learn about some crazy video games that existed, you yep. know, that's, that's the content for you. Yes. And I think that's very important if you are going to be podcasting, who, who, you know, you may have diversity in mm -hmm. what you're wanting to do, but have clarity in how you're presenting it. Yes. hundred percent. And that's, that's, one of the things I talk about niches a lot and that's, that's such a hard piece to kind of break down is because, you know, you want to niche into your audience, but you don't want to niche it too far that you're, you're excluding other people. Yeah. And so if you're going to niche, niche your idea, don't niche your, don't niche your audience. This is kind of right, what I, yes. I, always, I always talk yeah. about because, you know, like I said, I, we, we do a couple unsolved kind of grisly murder kind of stuff. We're not true. We're not true crime, but that is, that is an yeah. essence of what our show is. People don't like that. That's fine but they know that each and every week they're going to come in and hear an identical show. We've formatted it in a way that people are going to be able to listen and, and understand how the show runs each and every week. And that's because that consistency can really help people sometimes, even if they don't want to listen to that specific episode, they know that they're going to come back three months from now and have the exact same show they had three months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And that is important to, you know, I have some wonderful listeners that the moment my shows go up every Tuesday and they, they take them and they share them immediately and mm -hmm. you know that's the kind of community that you want you know people who are, who have got your back and are sharing it and you know share your shows with other people um because it made a difference to them and that's the importance of it it's like you would do a book and an idea or a recipe you know share the shows right yep. that's what it's about getting that information it's not like this is it off it goes it's up for a week goes into a library and forget about it no 
You know, that's the reason why it's a library. When somebody is needing that information, they can go to that niche and they can do their own investigation of what it is they need to know. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's the important thing. But it, it falls on the people, though, to just don't be blind. Click, click, click. You know, uh, look for the niche. Look for look for something that you feel will be of interest to you. Mm -hmm. And oh, I listened to a podcast once and I didn't like it. Well, there are nine hundred and ninety nine another hundred thousand out there of them. So okay, give yeah. them a try. <laughs> <laughs> and there there's there's new ones every day. So if you every didn't day. like that one, try a different one. There's yeah. there's probably going to be something up your alley. I, I promise you. Yeah. I think the important thing there is if you're interviewing people, you must have respect for the person you're interviewing, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and that respect goes into the, the way you're doing it, how you're doing it, the way you present it, and where you present it, how you support it, because that is all part of that package. Um, and if you are somebody who has an enormous ego, do not do interviews. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, might be just, point. you know, a podcast just for you about you and you, 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 or then maybe somebody else might want to listen to you. But, you know, it's got to understand it's, it's about us in the conversation, how you inspire a thought in me and vice versa in you. And that's what conversation is about. I have had people who are used to public speaking mm -hmm. and you press the button off they go and there's no way to have a question or conversation with them. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, there, there is an onus falling on the people being interviewed as well. Yes, for sure. There's, you have to, you have to be entertaining, but you also have to be open. I think yes. is the biggest. And thing listen to the person that you're going to choose shows going to be on there. Listen to a couple of their episodes. So you mm -hmm. know how they're going to be with you and it won't throw you off if, you know, if suddenly you get in there and they're doing a different style to what you're used to. Right. So, yeah. And that, you know, that talk about when you go to a job interview, you should be yes. the, yes. the job. That's it's the same thing with interviews. Yes. I, I am not, not only are you interviewing me, but I have to make sure I understand what your, what your perspective is. And if it fits my whole thing, you know, if yeah. it's my marketing, uh, you know, just life. <laughs> Wait, you know, you are representative of your content. Mm-hmm. And so you want to make sure that your representation has a, a good, even flow. And not suddenly somebody spiking up and going, what the hell was that one? Yeah, right? exactly. So you want to keep the rhythm out there. Mm -hmm. I came to it late in life. I love it. It's my calling. I'll do it for as long as I can. Yep. And um, if for me, it's, it's become such an inspiration in my life. Uh, I can't do a show without being left with something. Yeah. Right? And is it a guilty pleasure? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. But it, again, it's work if you're going to do this uh, in your business. If you're going to do this as a podcaster, you've got to understand that it's work. It's not just pushing a button, putting it out there. It's, nope. you know, if you are interviewing somebody, where has it gone? They may want to take that content and post it on their site and, and promote it. And if you're just doing it on, on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, it goes down into that algorithm and gets lost. Mm -hmm. So, you know, respect the person you're doing and to make sure that you have it somewhere else so that it can be shared. Yeah. Um, so it's not for everyone. Give it a try, but understand it's not just about you pressing a button and going, I'm here. It's, there's a whole lot to it. My, my, uh, my, my story that I always tell is it took me a year and a half to build the newest show I, I, I built. Uh, and that, that's a long time to, to sit down and process. And uh, you, you talk about sitting down and pressing play. That's fine. But, it, you know, you, you, you sometimes need that, yeah. that time to really process of like, what does this mean to me? What does this mean as a story? What does this mean from a perspective? And, and so many people go in. I think that's what 
Laserman Productions does really well is we sit down with you and go, hey, what, what are you trying to tell? What story are you right. trying to tell? And then how do, we, how do we market that content to that story? Yeah. What's your why behind all of this, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, using this in business, whether, you know, as I said, so many business people today, coaches and everything else are doing podcasts um, because it speaks to the work they're doing or they're interviewing people that maybe have been a client or people along the same line of their business. And it is a way that we get to know who you are in mm -hmm. your business. It's a way where we can feel a real connection or not. And so it's your due diligence when you're looking for someone to listen and learn and do you connect. Um, and it's also the, the, the person putting it out. It's not about blah, blah, blah. And I'm this and I'm that. Nobody wants this anymore. We've, we've had enough of that. We, we want to hear your heart. Mm -hmm. right? We want to hear your heart. Is your heart in it? Are you committed to this? Is this something you truly believe in? Would you take this medicine yourself? Yeah. Right. And then we can buy you. And then we can buy what it is you're offering because, you know, we're, we're just not interested in the fake news anymore. Nope. <laughs> Definitely not fake news. No. no. And that's the beauty of podcasting. You never know what's going to open up. You, I've had people at the end of a show that I've, oh God, I've never told anybody that. Now I've just told your whole audience. <laughs> and I said, because it needed to be told. Exactly. Sometimes those yeah. stories need to come out and mm -hmm. they need to, you know, everybody, I was, I was at a conference a couple weeks ago and I was at, I had the privilege of speaking about storytelling, which was an amazing experience for myself. And somebody asked like, what stories do you tell? What personal details do you provide? And I go, it depends on the story. Yeah. What, what needs to be told in that moment? Is it a joke? Is it a, yeah. is it a heartwarming moment of triumph and dignity? It just depends. Like what, what you provide to that story and what you give to that story is, is so it's just it depends on what you need what people that what you feel like people need at that time right and the thing about a story from the beginning of time around the campfire you know the stories that have been passed on has been a reflection of our history in the now mm -hmm. and just like our poets you know will speak to the times our music speaks to the times our podcasts speak to the times yep Right? And if you go back and look at a podcast from five or six or seven or eight years ago, I'm always marvel of how much relevant information is still there. Mm -hmm. Even if the person's program isn't on anymore, but the information that is still there that can still be applied. Yeah, because you, get it that, you get that perspective. Mm -hmm. It's the orchard of wisdom, totally the wisdom that is there. So, you know, with podcasting, it's not something that goes out of date. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something that that information is there for somebody when they're ready to hear it at the time they need it. I like that. That's, that's, it's very poignant. I, I, I like that perspective. Well, we're here to make a difference and 100%. You know, we, we do it one show at a time, mm -hmm. right? We, we nurture this baby and, you know, we groom the baby and then the baby is graduated and off it goes and we nurture its, its journey. And then sometimes it goes way beyond us. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I've had I've had people contact me on, on social media going like, Oh my god, I, I listened to this episode three weeks ago and I was like, I did that I did that show two years ago. Like yeah. what what okay, cool, amazing that you got you got to experience that now. And like you said, sometimes that means the most to that person in that moment because they That's just, where they're they, at. They that's needed it. They need yeah. exactly they needed yeah. it in that moment. Yeah. And that's the thing is, where are you at right now? Mm -hmm. You know, they always say the teacher will come when the student is ready. Well, I say the podcast is here when you're ready to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Very and, good. Yeah. And that, I completely stand by that. 
when you've got so much information out there, so much inspiration out there, um, when you're ready to listen and truly yeah. listen and truly hear, then you, it really will answer so mm -hmm. many questions you didn't even know you were going to ask. That was, that's, that's the start of hint of, of hint of fiction for me was I didn't, I didn't know what I needed. I, I was like, I, I had this idea for a show. I kind of want to base it on these things that I've seen before, but I didn't know how to do it. And then, and then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, this was, this makes sense to me. This is how we should do it. And then it went, Oh wait, no, this makes sense to me. <laughs> like the world now makes sense to me. And it, it actually, I, I like to think it shifted my perspective on, on life and like, yeah what's the importance of what, what I do and how I tell things and, and what I, what I talk about now. Like I, I do speaking engagements on storytelling because I so from the core of myself believe how important stories are to tell to people. We tell stories in everything. You talk about music. I talk about uh, uh, amusement park rides, uh, mm -hmm. uh, books, TV, even our own memories are, yeah. are stories. Um, and at, at a fundamental level, we are storytellers. That is yes. our goal in life. And I, not to say that we've gotten away from that, but I don't think ever people look at that from that perspective. And so that's been my goal in life is to tell people how important stories are and to how to help people tell the stories that they want to tell. Right. That's, and that's, I think that's literally shifted my whole focus in life. That's why Laserman Productions is a thing now. That's why I go and talk about storytelling to businesses and podcasters and everybody in between because it's important. It's very important. And, and so many businesses, you know, I've done stacks of business shows and, you know, the emphasis is come from the heart, mm -hmm. put people and planet first before profit. Yep. Right. And uh, make sure that your story of why you're doing it is illuminating and inspiring and inviting. Yep. Right. That's so, it's so important. It's the human, it's the human aspect of storytelling yeah. that we, that we crave, I think. Is, I think so. About connection yes. and that we we connect to stories because that's who we are as people and that's the, how we how we translate things in our own lives we see this on you know the simple shows of america's got talent the background story mm -hmm. right and then you all of a sudden feel this person in a different way you react to them a different way and then whenever they perform now you understand what it took for them to get there yep Right? It's not just out there performing, judge, off, go, no. It's about the story that makes them up of who they are. You're buying the whole package. Because mm -hmm. anybody can sing. Yeah. We, have, we have a million singers in the world, but what's your story? Why, yeah. why did you start singing? How is it relevant to you? What's it, yeah. what, what do these songs mean to you? Like that, all, all those pieces are, are parts of the story that we don't always see and I think are really important. And, and, you know, as much as American Idol and stuff is very like, oh, flashy, but yeah. you know, sometimes they do, they do, you know, they give us context to things that we wouldn't necessarily ask questions about. Yeah, you're seeing it more and more in the shows now, you know, the background story. Mm -hmm. um, I had a wonderful young woman named Keshi. Um, she was on America's uh, Got Talent. I turned on the TV one day and saw her there and I got Keshi. <laughs> so I had her back on. She's a burn victim. Plane went down, 109 people only two people survived her and another and she was 65 percent burnt all over her body wow. and had to move from nigeria to the states because of all the operations and everything she had mm -hmm. and singing is what got her through it music got her mm -hmm. through it and she went on america's got um, got talent and you clearly see she's disfigured the amount mm -hmm. of plastic surgery she's had her fingers and everything else and so immediately you're kind of drawn to what's this and then the voice comes out and the voice is a reflection of her journey, mm -hmm. the reflection of all that she's gone through. 
the affection of the gratitude and love of being alive. And it's made such a difference to her life music that it became a difference to our life. And she made it all the way up to the finals, came back to the champion show, made it up again. Every time I've interviewed her, and I've interviewed her three times, she leaves me with something that is mind-blowing. The last one was, well, the only problem I really have problem with is the itching. I itch all the time and I can't scratch. And you know what it's like. You have one itch and how it drives you crazy. Mm-hmm. Imagine that all over your body. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's yet, intense, just feeling, thinking about it. And she deals with that every day. And yet she chooses song to get mm-hmm. her through it. She's such a vibrant woman, you know, and I know and you, you look at that and you go, what am I complaining about? <laughs> <laughs> you can't help but those kind of stories, you know, being left with you. Mm-hmm. And every time you face an obstacle and you go, well, it's only a little blimp in it, you know, yep. compared. So, yeah. Or this is the story that I'm going to tell to my grandchildren, which yeah. is the, the writing. This is going to be the funny moment that, that, that comes out of, out of the tragedy. So. Yeah. And why do we have photo albums, which from everybody's digital now? We love to look back on what was mm-hmm. because of the memories that are there. And then we love to share those memories in a story. Yeah. That's it's so right. So true. Yep. Everything is about storytelling. Yep. Whether it is politics, business, or around the table or the campfire, it's always about someone sharing a story. Mm-hmm. And we just happen to capture it in podcasting in its beautiful enrichment. And it's there ready for you to click on any time you want. Whatever you want. I go back to, I go back to early episodes and I, I like to see my growth. Mm-hmm. That's, always, that's always the fun one I really enjoy. I go back and listen to like my first three episodes when I, back in 2009. And I go, man, that was a different time back then. I was, I was a different person. Yeah. I was, I'm, not, I'm not creating the same content now. And it, it's just it's fun to watch that growth. And I, I think... If you ever have a chance, if you ever made something, go back and look at it from whatever it be. Yeah, I, you'll, I did. You'll, you'll find something interesting in there. Yes. Well, what I found interesting when I went back, you know, for people interviewing me before I even started the podcasting, was how what I speak about fundamentally, I still speak about the mm-hmm. core of what I believe in. The core of everything is still there. It's just now broadened so much yeah. more, and you know, just opens up the world so much more and the possibilities that are out there. So podcasting is here to stay. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can choose whether you want to just dabble in it, do it now and again, or want to take it seriously. Um, And if you want to take it seriously, whether it's in your business or podcasting is the business itself, then don't just jump into it, press go and put out any old thing. Do some research, you know, understand all the complexities of it. And be, be in truth of it when you do it, because mm-hmm. you are being responsible for somebody else's story. And ask for help. Uh, I yes. think, never think it's a bad thing. Ask for help. I you, did. <laughs> <laughs> you stand on the shoulders of giants. That's yes. what we do. And, and yeah. everybody has a story and everybody has experiences that can help you. Um, you just have to know where to find it. Yes. Exactly. And be willing to ask. And that's mm-hmm. the thing is like, there's that supporters podcast group, which is great. People asking information technically, or what should I call my, my show and all of that. And, and it's, you know, there is no question, uh, question too crazy. You know, it's uh, just ask it. Somebody's gone through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? yeah. And somebody will be able to help you, you know, and that's the way it is. It's just, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to, to really trip over and fall because it's the getting back up that counts. Yep, 100%. This is wonderful. So how do people get hold of you and what do you actually offer them? 
So, uh, always, first and foremost, check out my show, Hint of Fiction. Uh, we start season two, end of September, kind of what we're looking at right now. Uh, lots of crazy stories, lots of fake stories, and everything else in between. So check that out. Uh, Where I did love... they find you on that, on iTunes or what other platforms? So uh, Everywhere. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartMedia. Wherever you get podcasts, you'll find us, I promise. So, right. Um, for those of you who want to start a podcast or are in the middle of a podcast and need some help on that, um, I do free consultations. Um, I'm sure we'll put this link down in the description, but bit.ly slash Laserman consultations. Uh, that's my link. We do 30 minute just chats. Let's talk about your show. Let's talk about what you need, what your needs are. And maybe that's just me telling you how to improve yourself. Maybe that's editing. Maybe that's marketing. There's a million ways that we can help. And I, I want to help you tell your story. So, um, come check that out. Come give me a, come give me a holler and let's, let's make some really, really cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you're dabbling or if you haven't dabbled yet or, you know, really do I have a story to tell or can I do this or, you know, what way do I want to do this? Um, it, you know, just reach out and ask, start the conversation yep. because just sitting there going, can I, and not reaching out to ask, um, you know, or what is it needs, you know, what it entails isn't going to get you going forward. Nope. So, you know, just reach out and, um, journey of a thousand, uh, journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Exactly. And, uh, you know, as I said, I've had so many people who've been virgin podcasters with me, you know, first interview, and then they've gone on to doing their own. And because, you know, they, they got hooked or they loved the way, you know, it felt mm -hmm. and they want to make others feel that way. It's like the experience will show you the way. hundred yes, percent. Right. Um, uh, I know we just had this very deep philosophical moment, but you can also email me info at Um I'm always here for any sorts of guidance and help, but uh, you don't, you don't know where to start if you don't ask the questions. Right. So ask yes. the questions, start your show, do what you need to do and, and make something really cool. I, there are so many people making cool stuff and I want you to be able to have that same experience. So. Yes. And remember, it's not about advertising. It's about um, inspiration. Mm -hmm. It's about inviting. It's all about authenticity. Yep. And, it, and it's really a hell of a lot about caring. And all that other stuff will come with it. If yep. you care and you're authentic yep. and you have this, this voice and this, this connection, everything else will come. But yep. those are the most important things. Hit those, hit those really, really hard and everything else will fall in place. Yeah, and, and don't look to be you know, the next this person or the next that person. Just look to growing into yourself through the experience of podcasting itself. Mm -hmm. Yep. Be authentic, be you. That's what people want from you. 100%. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much, William, for sharing today. Thank you for coming to my rescue. And, you know, it's, it's a fantastic platform you know, yes. the storytelling. And I think the more we emerge into that, the more we, we become actually attached to our own lives, attached to the planet, attached to life itself, mm -hmm. because through those stories, it engages us in life. And, yeah. uh, and I think so very often they have the answers to, as I said, to a question we haven't even asked. Um, they represent the feelings that we're feeling that we didn't know we were feeling, mm -hmm. represent the hope that we need. Uh, when we're feeling hopeless, there are so, so many feelings that you're going to get out of podcasting. So be willing to jump in and listen to your stories and, uh, and just explore, right? Yeah. Stories of human storytelling is a human experience. And like, I, like I just said, we are standing on the shoulders of giants. People mm -hmm. have done this before in so many ways. And if you hear the right story, it might affect you in a way you never thought it would. So, right. 
tell your stories, listen to stories, and you'll go far. And share. And share. And share. Don't forget to share. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like handing out a book and not being able to get it back later, right? You can share these links out with anyone, anywhere, Mm -hmm. right? If it's inspired you, share it, right? Because somebody else else probably needs it just as much as you do. Exactly. Exactly. Very important. Mm -hmm. Okay, my dear. This is wonderful. Thank you very much for sharing with us today. It's been a pleasure. You guys have a great day, okay? You too. Remember, everybody, you know, podcasting is a wonderful gift to do, to be on, um, to share stories, to illuminate people. It is also a responsibility. It also takes some work. Do not be intimidated if you really feel a conviction towards it and you really want to be a storyteller or sharing of the stories, then just be willing to take whatever it takes to get there, but understand mm-hmm. what that means, okay? So until next time, folks. Have a good week. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.